0: Welcome back. To the Podcast. We are persistent until success happens. I'm Perry, and with me, as always, we got the amazing Corey. <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? What's how you feeling, good, good sir? sir? All
1: right, how much, man? How you doing? What's, what's new? Doing what's going good? on,
0: nah, man? What's new with you, ah, man?
1: <laughs> well, well, sir. I got a few things. Um, we talked about a little bit before the before we started here. I I just got married. Um Saturday or should I say the twenty first. Like I got married the twenty first. That's exciting. Um and on my wedding day the morning found out that I also made the all star team, a baseball team.
0: So hey. Yeah, How's that feeling, feeling good.
1: Feeling good. All of it, man. Just See? A bunch of good things happening all at once, you know. That's mm-hmm. why I was that's why I was calling
0: him a ring of Ten Court out he Yeah, he's out there smacking. those triples, you know what I mean, man, doing what man. it takes to get the team ahead. I see you over yes, there. sir. Trying. Working try hard. Try
1: so how was the uh the wedding? Wedding was awesome, man. It was it was incredible. We had a, a pretty good turnout. Uh everyone traveled and, you know, we had uh <laughs> everything was good. The only only downside was united airlines and american airlines but they let you down they let you down <laughs> but that's all i mean it was just just uh i mean but it had to do with the weather and i guess staffing and that kind of thing with delayed flights and all that and just canceled flights but so how does it feel to be a good. married man now it feels good man it feels good and it's like it's crazy because it's like i don't i don't really feel like uh much changed you know because i feel like i've already approached my relationship in this way, but yeah. uh I definitely feel a lot less weight on my shoulders now that the wedding is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like
0: so much leading up to it. It was like all the stress uh, thinking, just even oh having yeah. to keep that I'm money like, in your pocket like, now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh well yeah. we got a good guest on the podcast as as you can hear. Yes, sir. Cracking a little jokes. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, you know, we got a you know I wanna say he started off as a client but now, you know, he's becoming a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know very smart intelligent gentleman who's been you know around the block a few times you know few times a, yeah he's got a, he's got a, <laughs> some knowledge you know in his pocket that he's you know wanting to spill out to us uh, we got my boy Ricky on the mic over there what's going on Good what's Thursday? going on y'all thank mm-hmm. y'all for
2: having me first off I really appreciate this man and uh like you said like start off as a client but definitely see you as someone that uh, can rely on talk to get information from get feedback from. So uh, I really appreciate everything that you've been able to do uh, for me, and I'm really looking forward to have this conversation with y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Heck yeah. So introduce yourself a little bit, man. Let everybody know who you are. Yeah, let them know who you are, what you do.
2: So uh, name is Ricky Pleasant, and um, I am currently working with the Student Support Services Program at UC Blue Ash, uh, where we help college students... uh, just handle everything that comes with college and make sure that they transfer to get their four-year degree. Um, I also am the founder of Breakaway Comics, and that is a comic book that allows you to finish your own story. So you get to draw and tell the rest of the story. I only told half of it for you. Um, it comes with a pack of color pencils, uh, and it's really exciting to see uh, not only uh, children get excited about the comic book, but adults as well. And that was my goal from the start. Um, and then I've done a plethora of other things as well, uh, but we could kind of <laughs> get into that a little bit because uh, I don't want to take up the whole right. uh, time. Into it. Yeah, time. Cool. I'll be here just listing off my CV the whole uh, episode. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, that's man, I'm gonna dope, tell you man. the
0: comic book, uh, that's uh, you know the reason why I was able to get in touch with uh, Ricky you know, uh, he had this idea, which was, you know, crazy, right? I uh, like it, that sounds... But uh, it it actually, you know, we were able to tell a little story with it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of time we did have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it made a big impact, though, to be honest. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. With even a short amount of time, uh, I think we capitalized on what, what needed to be told. Um, Definitely. And I think it's a different approach to comic books, right? Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you don't get the ending you want, um, right. but this one allows you to... Use the creativity. So, like, if you're a creator or you have a kid who just has, a, you know, a very illustrated mind, I think this is a, a comic book that could definitely, you know, help impact and yeah. you know, influence in the right even,
2: way. Even even though the kids are starting school back, uh, it, you always want to try to have something for them to do on the weekends. Keep them off of the uh, TV. Keep them mm-hmm. off of the iPad Sometimes screen time. Cut yeah, screen time. definitely. It's just about uh, using what you have inside your brain to kind of. Not only create, but critically think about how you want this story to actually end. So mm. um, everybody can't draw, but it's okay, I can't draw. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like telling stories, and I know that kids love telling stories as well. So um, And then for adults, if you just need a relaxation tool, you could do that uh, with the comic as well. So yeah. I'm just really excited about the process of where Breakaway uh, is uh, headed. That's
1: awesome, man. So have you always been a fan of the comics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I've always loved comic books, man. Uh, Comic book movies, comic Mm -hmm. book cartoon shows. Like Saturday mornings, it was waking up at like 5 in the morning. Uh, watch Dragon Ball Z, yes, sir. RoboCop, yeah. uh, James Bond Junior. Y'all don't know about that one? Nah, I've never it, seen, Yeah, never it's seen, a, it's a, that a one. cartoon called James Bond Junior. Yeah. Man, you got to find that on the uh intraweb's, man. Yeah, i <laughs> <about> James <laughs> Bond
0: Junior. Uh, sure. I remember. Um, I know this uh, like far off on the the comic spectrum, but Static Shock that was on. Yeah, Fox. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's dope.
2: and he's like one of the main DC characters. um they're trying to push him more to the forefront now. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they can do with that. Uh, my main thing also has always been about uh, black voices mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, I love comic books and, you know, the parallel with X-Men has always been Professor Xavier is Malcolm X and mm-hmm. Magneto is, uh, our Professor Xavier is uh, Martin Luther King and Magneto is mm-hmm. Malcolm X. But, you know, it's it's nothing like seeing somebody that look like you. Yeah on that screen or in that page and uh so i've always been really excited about black characters new mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. characters and seeing mm-hmm. them so yeah
1: i've always loved comic books and movies it's definitely and stuff been like growing
0: that. too in the comic world as well yeah. You know? yeah definitely
1: and you know what's funny is like the comic books have always been uh a little bit ahead of society mm-hmm. as far as like forward thinking and ex- and accepting of mm-hmm. different people you know mm-hmm. even yeah. with like the uh like with Superman, there's been situations where, like Superman has been black or Lois Lane has mm-hmm. been black, you know, be I mean? that kind of thing. Just like for like special comics and that kind of thing. You it, know? So
2: just straight up, Superman's an illegal alien.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. And you uh, think about it like
2: that. You know, the X Men were hated because they were different. They mm-hmm. look different sometimes. So with creativity, you're also able to uh, put in some real deep, thoughtful. Right. And things that are impactful uh, to people's subconscious. Mm-hmm. So when they go out in the world and they realize like, oh, my favorite character was mistreated. I don't want to do that to other people. Uh, hopefully, yeah. that was hey, the goal.
0: That was uh, that's, brings up like that an old podcast that we had with the working on your subconscious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. even the little things as far as like the music you listen to, um, the stuff that like even if you, you know, the white noise, right? The, the TV stuff that you yeah. put on, the stuff that you consume, right? Um, that you may not be fully paying attention to, but you're allowing your mind to, uh, you know, partake in whatever is going on. Um, you know, even things as that what you see on social media. You know, uh, that you may not be like fully reading or diving into, right? But you're actually seeing it. So, the Definitely. subconscious, that that part of your mind that's working, that you're, but you're not paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And
1: also to to kind of point at a former podcast we we put out was uh, Alvin saying our self our. Um, Subconscious doesn't have a sense of humor, so mm. it it reacts to exactly what it hears or yeah. exactly what's said Shout to. Out it. to Alvin mm. for that
0: bar, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> hard. I'm a, I'm mm. a, I'm, a, I'm a hold that Alvin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely. Uh, so uh, you know, we appreciate you getting on here, um, and you know, we got a, a session uh, of the podcast where it's called Lesson of the Week. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So this is where we reflect on our past week, um, and you know, we bring a, a lesson of the week onto the podcast so you know the lesson and then what you've learned from it
2: yeah um so the lesson that i learned is that listening is the best advice that you can give so Mm. what i mean by that is is a lot of times um you'll end up falling into a conversation with somebody where they're talking about goals and aspirations or what they're about to do and a lot of times people tend to uh, try to convince people of doing other things or doing their thing a certain type of way uh, when in reality all that person really needs is somebody to uh, listen to mm-hmm. and uh, I was at work and one of my co-workers was just talking to me about uh, some of the things that he's trying to uh, get ready to go into and my main goal was to just be a ear uh, because you think about it, when you think about your dreams and your goals, you're thinking about it all the time. So you thought all of this stuff through. Right. So some of the things that people say to you, you already thought about. And a lot of times people just need someone to listen to them and be encouraging. So um, that was one of the things that I learned uh, to take a step back and actually mm-hmm. just pay attention, listen, and be yeah. encouraging.
1: That's deep, man. Because yeah. we we kind of touched on that too about uh, people don't know your vision, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's awesome. I never really thought about it like that. You've you worked out all this stuff in your head about what you want to do. You've you've played out all these scenarios. When yeah. you tell someone else about it, they haven't. They're just yeah. hearing it for the first time. You know that's deep. I like that. Man. Yeah,
2: and um, you don't want to influence anyone either. Right. You know, if they already have something in their mind about how they want to do it uh you just definitely want to make sure that you're being as encouraging as you possibly can even if you don't see it going the way that you think it should mm-hmm. that's not your decision to make for their uh their path
1: yeah nice. yeah
0: i mean i think that's encouraging too so even like for the people's like vision that you don't see right um you know huge shout out to allison she's allowing us to use one of the studios today oh yeah uh the welding studio which we're recording in uh but there's you know and i've i've brought that up plenty of times like there's been plenty of times where Allison has had this idea with this studio um and she's got it like fully down packed envisioned and i'm just over here like all right so uh i just pick up this hammer and uh, hit this <laughs> wall <real quick."> right <laughs> so this is where we're going to start because for me it's like it's like you know project by project i i can't fully see the picture of the room that she's designing when she can but it's like okay so we got to sand the floors we got to you know knock this wall down mm-hmm. we got to You know or we got to go pick up this couch from god knows where she's done found it but we you know she's done found this this beautiful couch and so we got to go get this couch and then next thing you know the full idea is together but you know just believing in what they believe in can also just you know be a part of the vision you know Mm. and just makes it that much greater you know it's crazy yeah Yeah, so just listening you know what i mean just listening and just taking it in for what it is it's crazy yeah
1: you know what i'm gonna go ahead and piggyback on his lesson, my lesson is this: arguments um, don't solve the conflict; they just expose the problem. Mm. Um, so, like when someone's angry and you're yelling and, and mad about something, they're, they're they're going on and on about whatever they're frustrated about. Uh, they're not they're not may not be mad about what they're saying. There may be something else. So, if you listen, you know you can find out what the actual problem is. And um, you could have a conversation about it to find a solution to it. So the communication is for, or a conversation is for the solution, to find a solution. But the argument itself just exposes whatever the problem could be. How, how long have you been with your wife? Uh, two years. A little over okay. two years, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So
2: uh, I'm sure you've probably had all the men in your family and her family come to you and be like... Happy wife, happy life, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, one thing, I'm married as well, mm-hmm. um, going on seven years. Mm-hmm. You um, better remember. Congrats, man. Hey Congrats. Man. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's a good. Look, thing. Hey, yes, she be having problems too. So yeah. we both. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know, what's funny.
1: My friend of ours, uh, Shamar, he always says uh, that, well, I, I kind of adopted it too, is the happy spouse, happy house. Mm-hmm. So it goes both ways. Yeah. You know, maybe rather than just her happiness. Yeah. You're, mind, and you know? that's where yeah, I was about
2: to get to is yeah. like, you, you have to be happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, my wife and I, do not argue. Uh, We have uh, deep conversations, as we call it. I love it. Um, it. And and that keeps cool heads to allow them cool heads to prevail. But also, like you said, the arguing exposes the problem, but a regular conversation and then listening, Mm -hmm. uh, which might be the theme here, is uh, key as well in making sure that you're not just uh, trying to impose your will,
0: Mm. vice
2: versa uh on the relationship so yeah yeah just try and be as as thoughtful and as as mm-hmm. caring as you can and hopefully she will uh return I think that you favor you gotta be well. kind of
0: humble with that too though because yeah. you know, yeah. there's been plenty of situations where you know i've been in you know conversation with someone and they may be coming a little reckless mm-hmm. you know what i mean like where it's like okay this is a little bit of fighting words it seemed mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. but being able to you know you know what this person has a problem so like let me actually you know comprehend what they're saying you know what i mean yeah. let me listen into the message because there's a there's a deeper story than you know the forefront of their words definitely you know what i mean and, and, and after and you it could be hard though yeah it would really be hard to like actually you know take that in especially like when there's passion mm-hmm. like you know or in some cases a little bit of aggression behind those words right because you know, somebody might be feeling some kind of way or they've been holding it, holding it in, you know, to an extent that it comes off a little aggressive or it comes off, you know, with a passion. Right. Um, and it may make you feel some kind of way because those words hit a little bit harder than what it would if they came at you calmly. Mm, right? yeah. But Being able to take that that energy, you know what I mean? And, you know, push it back out with a positive right. message. And that's I mean? the
1: thing, too. Like with the in, like. The energy they give, it's like when someone comes at you like that, that reckless. You can, like, like you said, kind of take a second and listen to them and hear them out. But like after it's the energy's changed and it's calmed down, you can let them know, like, hey, you came at me some kind of way. And then them being humble, they can say, you know what, you're right. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think
0: it hits a little bit deeper too, though, when you're able to, you know, diagnose the problem that they mm-hmm. didn't even know they had. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I think that that's a a, a new. A big lesson right there, right? Is just being able to, you know, listen in, but then diagnose the problem, because that can actually solve the situation from exca- ex- escalating. If yeah. I'm saying that correctly, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot, my lesson of the week, um, for real, for real, it's it's dive into your zone, right? Uh, you know, m- what I mean by that is we we need to learn how to tap in and you know, obviously get in and out of our zone because. I think that's where we get most of our, you know, our workflow from, whatever it is you're diving into, um, because it's it's almost like, you know, there's this, this separation from the people who execute and the people who can get in the zone and execute and executing. Right. You're going to you, you execute at a higher level, like almost effortlessly. You know what I mean? So it comes from that time you put practice in, you know, so like if you threw a thousand punches, right, eventually you'll be able to throw those punches without thinking about it. You're just like breathing, right? You know, how, how many countless breaths have you taken since you were born that you no longer have to think mm-hmm. about breathing, right? It's, it's become effortless. Um, and you know, no matter what it is that you, you're, you're training for, you're working for the, the amount of hours and countless hours you got to put into practice. So it becomes effortless when it's come time to actually perform. Right. Um, and, I was actually just thinking about this because, you know, for one, recently just had a basketball game which was awesome. Uh, shout out to Malik for the photos uh, that he was able to take while he I, was can't, there. Wait those, I can't, <laughs> wait, can't wait to see those. I can't wait to see those, man. But like, you know, when it comes down time to perform, right? Um, shooting the basketball, or you know, you know, been doing some MMA training, which I've been recently able to tap into the zone with that when we're sparring and whatnot. It's almost like everything starts to slow down it's crazy, right? Cause like, you know, real time, but you're able to slow everything down and see things before they actually happen. So like when you're able to tap into your zone with your workflow, you're gonna be able to resolve a problem before it actually happens because you've already been there before with the, with the amount of time that you've practiced. You know what I mean? So if I put in time, you know, I'm, let's just say I'm, I'm a barber, right? Making sure I get a, a fade to, together with the guards correctly, when it comes time time to actually, you know, cut somebody's hair, I've already done practice this a thousand times. So now, you know, whether it's a, a new type of hair or you can go into it more confidently on the on the cut than you would if you was just like, you know what, I just I'm just ready to perform. Let me just go ahead and do this. That's why practicing is important, you know, so that way you can learn and get into your zone beforehand. You know what I mean? You've already been there before. Yeah,
2: I had a coach that said uh, practice doesn't make perfect, Uh, practice makes permanent. Mm, So, like that. um, You don't go to practice to be perfect because we're human. We'll never be perfect. You go to practice to drill, to get yourself into that point where you can be in a zone where you don't have to think about doing something. And a lot of times, I think, you know, I work with having worked with kids and uh, college students, I'm always trying to encourage them to understand like, hey, this is a process. You're not going to get this initially. Uh, I know certain people that make things look easy LeBron James and anybody, Kevin Durant, they make that look easy, but you don't understand the countless hours in the gym. Mm -hmm. That they have,
0: or even bro. off the court in the in the film room, you know, what right? I mean? Like look at yeah. the film. You have to study, definitely. yeah, yeah definitely.
2: and that's the same thing with any uh career or hobby. Even if mm-hmm. you want to be good at a hobby, you have to take time to study it and grow from it. So uh, that's a dope lesson to take
0: yeah, in. I mean, you know it's, it's crazy the amount of hours you get to put in
1: definitely and with that you know to go along with it i was uh, i recently took a helicopter ride right so I flew a helicopter over the strip in vegas and that kind of thing and the pilot asked if we had any questions and that was one thing i asked him was like how many hours do you have to put in to get a license and it was like like 48 over 48 hours for a private so in order to do it commercially you need more mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it has to do with uh, i guess being able to be profic- proficient with just your life on the line versus having other people's lives on the line and, you know, that kind of thing, to be have that experience and feel comfortable with
0: it. So that's yeah. a whole other thing, you and know? Just think about the amount of hours you have to put in to be great. Yeah, <laughs> they say... I mean? to, put, th- to be great, to be a, a successful pilot, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Like, uh you know, just to being a, a successful pilot in your life, like what kind of discipline do you have to have to you know, really, you know, exceed in any area that you wanted Mm -hmm. to succeed in, whether that's, you know, being better, a better spouse, right. Being a better, you know, husband or, you know, like that stuff just doesn't come overnight. It comes with time, you know, effort. It comes Mm -hmm. with, you know, making sure even when you're not feeling it, you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta really put that time in. Definitely.
1: And you can read all the books about it. You can look at all the theories you can crunch all the numbers, but not until you're sitting there and actually doing you gotta, it. And you gotta that's when you actually it, see. Yeah, it. yeah. they gotta say gotta it takes
2: it. Uh, ten thousand hours to become an expert at something. Yeah, so you got to think about how much time that is. And usually, when like, say when we were kids and we would go to a practice, we were at practice for two hours. Yeah, so that's what five thousand days. Yeah. in order to be a become an expert at something so you gotta think about how much time and effort that a lot of people that are greater that we consider geniuses have actually put in mm-hmm. um you know it's funny like i haven't really listened to too much kanye recently but i loved his uh five beats a day for three summers mm-hmm. you gotta think about the time and dedication that he is and you see how he is now with his music so imagine him back then trying to mm-hmm. crank out the best music that he could five beats a day for I three summers for three so uh it's just about taking that time and, that, and putting that effort in to try to get in that zone to become great
1: yeah
0: i'm telling you once you get in that zone man it's a beautiful place to be especially like when you're able to control it mm-hmm. you know because i think you know there's going to become a point and for me where it's spotty, like it just happens. Right. And you, you can feel it, and but you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's going to become a time where you know how to do it. You know, you know, when to tap in and that's, that's a beautiful place to be. And I promise you, you know, wh- whether it's, it's, it's working on your business um, it's, you know, whatever passion you have, whether it be basketball, you know, baseball, um, when you're able to tap into it, Hey, I'm telling you, it's like you know, being able to watch a movie in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. man.
1: And a so mindset, too. You get confidence. The confidence is crazy. Like I mean, you, you can talk about how <clears throat> how uh, LeBron f- f- feels with an open shot. He has he's an open jumper in front of him. Yeah, I mean, he's taking it, and there's he just, he knows, and there's no doubt in his mind he's gonna make this shot. You know, and it's like <clears throat> like with Barry Bonds' example, he goes up to bat. Uh, he gets in the batter box. Like if you throw anything, I can hit. I'm taking it out. smashing it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you better keep it away from me or it's gone you know it's, it's just a level of confidence you have with just like with that level of perfection or proficiency
0: so i kind of wanted to um you know bring in a subject a little little bit um you know i think something that's been going around that you know especially because it hit a little bit closer to home you know uh for me is that, that the negative mindset of you know i know you know entrepreneurship is like really big right now it's been blowing up you know and I, I definitely do feel like everybody needs a little bit of their own. You know what I mean? Uh, but I've I've been seeing this uh, thing, you know, especially like with one of my nieces, you know, I picked him up from work one day and, you know, I'm just tired of working for people. Boy, I need to start my own business. You know, she's only like 15 and I'm just like, wait a minute, this is your first job. Like, what do you know about, you <laughs> we'll know, work, work for, for somebody? somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, I've heard this term a couple of times and it's like, you know but you're always going to work for somebody, no matter what kind of product you have, you're still going to have to sell it to somebody. You're going to have to make this appeasing to somebody, right? Make people want it. Right. Um, so, you know, whether you're, you're a vendor or whatever the case may be, you know, the, the, I think that I'm tired of that. That's a negative mindset to have. And definitely not a good one when you feel like you're you're going to become an owner, because that stress is just going to get more. You know what I mean? That stress is just going to grow beyond the, you know, whatever you're doing for your daily job, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: encourage your niece as much as possible. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a long number time one. On yeah. Um, I had to come to the realization that um, in everything that I try to do entrepreneur-wise, I'm always going to have a customer. Mm-hmm. So... It might not be doing the work that that customer tells you to do, but like you said, you have to form it in a way because you're trying to make profit off of it. You have to make it appeasing to them. Um, But that shouldn't limit or shouldn't uh, tone down the hope of wanting to be able to do something uh, yourself. Now, she does have to have some more experiences or people have to have more experiences where they have a boss because um, I think that helps you understand what type of boss you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are in a situation where your boss sucks, uh, just take notes. If you're in a situation where your boss is amazing, which I've had those situations as well, take double the notes because you realize, like, once I get my own, that's something that I'm gonna add to my arsenal and my leadership uh, skill set. So. It is a negative kind of, like, thought process. Um, I don't want to work for anybody. The thing is, is that's fine. What are you going to do is the next question. And how are you going to do it? And do you realize that you might not be directly working for anybody, but consumers are going to be demanding certain things of you? Uh, That's the next step to make people kind of uh, understand and realize that, You don't have to work for anybody, but you do have to make sure that
1: you have something that people want. Definitely. It's all, it's all, it's like, it's all, it's all, there's always customer service in some kind of way. I mean, if you have your own or you're working for someone, it's whether you're um, dealing with your uh, fellow employees, your coworkers, that's customer service in a sense. If you're um, dealing with someone that you have to uh, get a portion of the work to, or they give you a portion of the work that you have to finish. It's dealing with them is customer service, you know, just how you interact, and selling everything it's customer service in a sense. Um, then <clears throat> you just—it's just a matter of interacting and knowing, like you said, taking the notes and all that. So if until you've experienced it, and it's nothing. Yeah, you know, I, what mean? I mean, I feel like you gotta climb the ranks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know. And, you know, especially, you know, with, at, at 15, I kind of feel like, yo, like, what do you really know about working for somebody? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I kind of, you know, obviously I listened in. Climbing you know? the ranks. Yes. I, I, I definitely listened in. You know what I mean? Because I took my fair share of climbing the ranks. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still climbing, right? I'm still having to learn. I, I, I don't feel like, you know, nobody really knows enough. But, you know, my my diagnosis of this was just like, okay, well, what's the problem here? What do you feel like you're tired of working for people for? And, you know, she was, you know, pretty much saying, you know, the, the people dealing with, you know, obviously people, right. And I'm like, well, you do know, even when you have your own business, you still have to deal with people. I was like, so you need to take this and use it to your advantage, right? Um, you're getting exposed to people at high rates on a daily basis. Um, more than what the average person probably would, you know, on, you know, on average deal with, um, you know, you probably see thousands of people a day within your eight hours. Um, And so i was like you need to understand that you know not everybody is going to require the same amount of energy right be yourself but be able to learn how to mold yourself to the type of customer that is coming coming in and you know what i mean understanding what kind of energy do they need to feel valued right Um, and that's something a technique you need to learn so that way you can learn to deal with Different types of people, even the people you may not fully understand.
2: A lot. Society is very uh, instant gratifying, instantly gratifying right now. Um, even more so than when I was younger. A lot of what uh, these kids see um, is not even the come up anymore. A lot mm-hmm. of like looking <laughs> at hip hop, yeah. you F- just see fagnus, the yeah. you see the F- top you see what it looks like to be on top i just mm-hmm. did air quotes yeah <laughs> um but a, a lot of growing up in the late 90s early 2000s we saw the rise of people a lot of times um uh, you heard the stories of master p selling it out of his trunk you heard the uh stories of Uh, Jay-Z getting dropped from his label and from you know from the first label and working to try to grind to get Rockefeller started you hear all of those stories now it's just like oh it's this new artist he popped out of nowhere and all of a sudden he got a bunch of chains on um and they don't tend to tell their stories I feel like if they tell their stories a lot more
1: you the um, thing is too we those were our heroes back then right you know in the 90s it's like to to quote the late great DMX in Belly you got to first you gotta put the dope in the bag, right? <laughs> you, know, I mean, you you can't just wake up and be the boss. You know, we, we, it's so interesting that you said that because like you talk with Master P, uh, talk about like, uh, even like Eminem talking about someone um, CDs out of the trunk of his tracer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like just uh, just all of that is but the that's grind. Not sells, Kanye,
0: that's not like, what sells. Them, right, you're you
1: talking about Kanye him? making the five beats a day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So all of that is like, those aren't the heroes anymore. Like people aren't seeing that. The kids aren't looking at
0: the, looking or up I, to them. Or people. you don't even get hipped onto, you know, the story before the story it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what sells is the glitz and the glamour. What everybody attaches themselves to, especially now, is the fifteen, the thirty seconds, the one minute of, hey, look at me look what I have going on. I know something you don't. Come and get this class real quick and you can yeah. you can get these same results. But right. like a lot of people don't understand what, what it is, is that, you know, if somebody's giving you 10 years worth of knowledge in one hour, do you really think you're going to, that one hour of knowledge is going to, you know, get that you the valuable? 10 years of experience? Right. You know what I mean? You still have to put in that time, right? Uh, and, you know, even now, it's starting at a younger age where people feel that i deserve yes you do deserve but you have to put in the work it still takes time there's still Mm -hmm. like you said there's still ranks to climb in your knowledge to be able to get there you know for me it didn't really click to learn how to develop a business until i started working for a small business where i was able to work closely with the owners you know what i mean and understand what it's really taking um and you know they're still even learning but You know, being able to work for a small business, I was able to obtain a little bit more information on how to do things Um, than the average. And I took advantage. So it's about learning who knows more, you know, even in the situations. Right. Uh, You know, you're working for somebody. There's a manager. Okay, well, with the manager, it's like, okay, what is their job? Right. How can I make their job easier? What roles do they have? Do they have a little bit of paperwork I could probably take on that will take a little bit of stress off of them? So that way you can learn how to be a manager. Yeah, you know you're talking
2: about initiative now, which mm-hmm. is something that um, I believe is innate. So I think we are, we're mammals, we're, you know, animals. Uh, we just have a higher sense of uh, intelligence than, you know, other animals. We're, we're conscious. Um, but one thing that I do believe that's inside of us as in all animals is the innate ability to do certain things, mm. right? So cheetahs know how to hunt. Like, they learn from their parent, but they it's inside of them to do it. It's inside of us to want to be uh, amazing. And that's because that's what God placed in our lives. To, we are a part of him. He's great. We desire to be great as well. Uh, one thing that I've always advocated for is for high school students, um, even middle school students, actually to start taking s- small business classes. Um, it doesn't have to be accounting where you got to, you know, accrue this and all that stuff, but it's just simple budgeting. Um, I was a financial literacy instructor for the Upper Bound program for a little bit, and my main thing in that class was to teach students not only about money uh, and the value of money, but how to uh, grow, build the money from pretty much nothing and what that takes. And um, they didn't realize it until they did some of the activities like, oh, Okay, and it's even t- teaching about rent and bills. Um, a lot of kids don't have the, the idea about what that looks like, and they just think their money is their money, and it don't go to nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it don't work like that. I just think those are some of the fundamental things that I think if students learn that very early on, uh, the idea of working for someone may change a little bit. Um, they still may have that desire to not work for anybody, but they'll have a better understanding of what it means to work yeah overall so uh I just literacy yeah you just have to know a lot of those things uh to take it to take that next step
0: hmm. no i 100 agree you know what i mean and that's the, the the thing is you know i don't think you know especially to me the the entrepreneurs that are you know wanting to grow right um you know lazy work ethic is gonna get you nowhere. So if you don't feel desire to work wherever you're currently working to work hard, you're not gonna feel that same desire to do it for yourself. Um, so if you're cutting corners at work, it's, it's gonna translate into your work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, have you know have I ever worked jobs that I just didn't want to to work? No, but guess what? I'm gonna be you know, I'm gonna be a manager. You know, I'm not just about to work at the bottom. You know what I mean? I want to you know take on some responsibility you know so that way i can learn even more that's you know for me there always been the goal is like okay how far up can i get um and how much knowledge can i receive from this company uh so that way i can take it with me if i decide to move on you know what i mean um and thus you know learning how to create opportunities for yourself um and you know it just at the end of the day you know it's step by step you know i started off working as a, as a busser, at a restaurant called Rock Bottom, <laughs> which is crazy, right? You know, what they say, starting off at Rock Bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Straight out of high school, literally the next day I started working there. And, you know, I definitely did not start off as the best busser. They used to actually hate when I worked there uh it's funny they uh you know i didn't find out until after i left um you know talking to some old co-workers that was nice of them right (laughs) he is terrible good job man but you know was crazy though you know as as busy as the restaurant was i definitely can't say i gave it you know my all effort you know busing without an actual buster tub because like i see busters now they get these tubs Bro, no, I used to have to carry the plates by hand and the cups by hand and all that. You used to have to learn how to stack that and bro, you know restaurant plates, plates, they not light, especially if they got food on them. And so, um, you know, and then you would have to have the the towel with the with the um the the table the table soap in your pocket. You know what I mean? So, you know, guys get to carry that in tubs now, but that wasn't around when I was or at least it wasn't a thing at the restaurant when I was working. Yeah, there, so. at the, the more higher end yeah. restaurants, you can't you come know. out with this great big nasty <laughs> <tongue, like, laughs> no, tub no, no. and stuff you in it. No, know? and so, you know, you got to be really quick. But the thing was, is I would always pay attention to the different roles in the restaurant while I was working. Um, you know, how are servers interacting with their clients? Um, you know, how is the manager even handling all these different problems that are going on tonight? You know, how is the, the chef keeping up with the, the actual orders? Pay attention to those things going forward, you know, um, even though it seems so small. Right. And you only get a glimpse. Um, but being able to ask questions in between shifts and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's just something that I always wanted to know, like, how does everybody's job actually work? And, you know, what can I do to, you know, help make it better, easier? You what know what, I mean?
2: what do you think? Uh, and I guess this is for both you guys. Um, what do you think helped create that push inside of you?
1: I, I think for for me, um, it's a uh, kind of just wanting to be game ready. you want to be ready for the game. So I know this, I know for myself i'm I'm better <clears throat> with uh, like I, I have more of a drive when I know um, that I'm gonna be performing or I have this thing that I need to do. so I will <clears throat> I will constantly be on the camera, working in the camera, you know, making sure I, I'm proficient with my skill because I know as soon as I get this gig, I'm I'm gonna be on point, you know? Or even with baseball, I'm gonna be in the batting cage. I'm gonna look, watch pitches. I'm gonna see the ball as much as I can. So when it's game time, I'm in there and I'm hitting this ball, you know? Um, and it was the same thing when I was fighting and all that, you know, so it's like, <clears throat> I want, I I like to be prepared for what I have to do or, or prepared to deliver, um for the customer or wherever I, I don't i don't like to feel like um i'm fumbling around or like just like that nervous i don't really know what's going on feeling you know what i mean i don't know if you guys ever had that feeling when you're doing so. well i know i did like my first time i had a wedding my first wedding i shot oh my i've never been so nervous I was about you was life. married before <laughs> <laughs> the first no no i only did that once but the first wedding i shot man i was so nervous like i'm 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 thinking like okay i don't really know where to stand i don't know what angles to get and that kind of thing and uh, i remember the <clears throat> the bride kept asking me what i wanted to do next as far as like f- pushing the event along like all right so do you want to do the first dance now i'm like uh y- uh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i felt so nervous and unprepared so it, from that i refused to feel like that again so it's like I want to be like, okay, so what do we got going on? We got this going on. So when it's time, I know we're going to do bing, bang, bang, bing, bang, bang, And I'm going to be prepared for it. That's how, that's why I feel like I like to just kind of push and drive to for to be prepared. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, for me, it's just super cutthroat. You're not going to outwork me. Simple as that. I don't care what, what position you are in or what. You're not going to outwork me. What caused that, though? it just th- that feeling is not a cause. It's just something that's always been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my dad grew up in the military. Okay. Uh, you know, the hard work ethic was already there. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up as basketball, you know, he, he, I, th- I think I'm gonna say a hard work ethic was always there, but now, um, as I'm getting older, taking his work ethic and thinking like, okay, how can I be smarter with it? Instead of just being out here like a machine gun. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, spraying everywhere was work ethic. Like I'm gonna work hard. It's like, okay, how can I use my, my, you know, my work ethic to be smarter? You know what I mean? Work hard, but obviously put myself in a position to be more efficient in certain areas and then being able to, you know, make sure that the people that I'm working with can still be efficient in their own areas. You know what I mean? Um, but, it's as simple as you're not gonna outwork me. I'm gonna learn what you do and I'm also gonna do what I do as well. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, on, on on and off the court, <laughs> you know what I mean? In any position, especially like when it comes to the, the the filmmaking, you know, obviously I'm still learning, you know, on the business side of things, but um, I put in my hours and I'm, and I'm still continuing to put in the hours, you know, whether it's studying or it's just being hands-on, um, turning on the camera, you know, at, at home, you know, tiana she's probably tired of that right (laughs) Uh, you know oh i learned this i looked at this new technique i seen this new technique or oh i was watching this movie i seen they did this camera movement i really enjoyed it let me try to mimic that you know what i mean let me cut a light on real quick and hey can you sit right there and then she just on her phone like okay i'll sit right here (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean turning on the camera doing the things but like okay well boom all right so now i learned that audio is important so let me dive into what does audio mean like so that way you know when it comes time to performing i could put somebody in a position to audio but i still understand the lingo of what's going on so that way i'm not oblivious to oh we got a problem going on how do we solve this Mm -hmm. you know um again like i said super simple you're just not gonna outwork me
2: i just i find
0: that interesting i
2: try to ask as many people that as i can because i like learning what makes people go yeah um for me um i've always just wanted to soak in as much information as i possibly could so mm-hmm. um i used to ask a lot of questions and then i got ashamed for asking questions because mm-hmm. like why are you asking don't questions we don't, you know why are you um, asking all of them questions? Yeah. <laughs> and it, so I stopped for a second but I realized like that's what drives me is learning. Yeah. And um it's kind of a mixture of both you guys with me. It's just uh wanting to wanting to be prepared but also wanting to be the hardest worker in the room. Um and then the what I was asking you said you, your father's military background helped uh facilitate some of that. Um, I think all of our environments uh create something inside of us um, and sometimes it's where it's like us where we use it to fuel us and push us to go further and then other times it's their environment uh restricts them and holds them back and they may not be able to know how to overcome it so i just i just wanted to ask that because I, I think that's I,
1: a I good question man. It. yeah no, man, it
0: definitely,
1: you and know. you know i wanted to ask you so uh with your 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 uh comic book you know with uh giving people the ability to finish the ending and that kind of thing or create Mm -hmm. their own ending uh did you have any (laughs) any like comics or movies or anything that you watched or you saw and the ending just did not Uh make you happy to where you're like you know what we got to do this thing different i mean you know
2: yeah man um i'm gonna talk while i think about that so uh I also have a, a certificate in screenwriting. Okay. So I was Man, taught how to right, right. Uh, like write a movie from okay. various using various uh, um, uh, like options of how to do it. So formats uh, okay. to do it. Um, so I was tasked when I was getting a certificate to write scripts in each different type of format oh wow um so i began watching movies a different way Mm -hmm. and it became frustrating for me because i would watch movies that i thought i really liked and enjoyed and then i would see an issue and i'd be like oh i can't watch that no you know and i had to kind of figure out how to remove that side to get back to enjoying movies again because it was always about the technique, the craft, the, the format. Why is this? Answering questions and figuring stuff out. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely stuff that I'm trying to think about now that I don't like. Well, I didn't. So, one, <laughs> I used to love Family Matters. Yeah. Um, I hated how that ended. And I don't I know if it, it was just because uh, or how it started to end where like Steve lost the suspenders and everything. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, Just he's deep. no longer. Well, so, you're not no cool, longer. man, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, that, and then I'm trying to think of a, a a movie that I felt like the ending was terrible. And I, I
1: was going to ask you, like, as you were talking about, so can you think of a movie that you uh, started to dislike that you liked because of the format?
2: That I initially disliked? Yeah, you initially liked. Then oh, you, oh, I initially yeah. liked it, then I didn't dislike then I yeah. disliked, yeah, yeah. Um, any movie I like am bad, going to it? get I am going to get demolished for saying let's do it
1: what you got it's <sighs> a tough one go ahead oh my
2: god I'm a, my black car might get revoked. Ah, it's all
1: right man this is a I'd, safe zone <laughs> uh,
2: I did not I ended up not liking the best man
1: okay the first one or the second or the way the second one I did,
2: I like the second I didn't even pay I didn't even they shouldn't have did the second one in my okay. Opinion, but okay. I ended up not liking the best man um because it just didn't make sense to me after mm-hmm. I started like paying attention to it when you young and you seeing a movie and you like oh yeah 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 but it's like a solution could have happened in the first 15 20 minutes and then it's no movie you know I what i see, mean yeah so it's like what made those people end up going this whole route so we have this movie was it actual plot actually plausible or you know right and sometimes you don't need movies to make sense you just there to enjoy it but yeah i i ended up starting like really disliking that movie right a
1: simple conversation could have stopped the whole
0: whole movie the whole thing
1: that's the you know what okay
0: and that's crazy too because like like once you get into like you know filmmaking or you know any type of filmmaking right just listening and learning and you know i think you kind of like see movies in a different way now you mm-hmm. know what I mean? so like you kind of like you become more of a critic mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: i, I <laughs> notice mean. i'm way more analytical with movies um as i've gotten older as far as like just noticing like character wardrobe um like the colors characters choose like um and just like little things like that uh like throughout the movies, like like as versus like like even the uh what's it, the uh in Night Shyamalan. What is it? The the hero the, movie. Oh uh, uh Split. Yeah, Split yeah. and Mr. Glass and yeah. all that. Like but like with the um the first one, uh Invincible, right? Unbreakable. Unbreakable, yep. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like Unbreakable, that was that's a lot of things with characters colors and superhero kind of thing and that's the whole thing i don't yeah. know if we want to get into all that yeah. right now but <laughs> but yeah we'll talk we're gonna talk about yeah we can talk about bit, that. but yeah. back to where we i
0: was just about yeah. to say you know how many years of experience did you think it took for you to actually lead up to um the uh the book
2: the book actually
0: like encompasses a lot
2: um it's the writing which was always there uh seemingly uh but officially was there for like five years um of working towards that the business piece of it of putting it all together has been like all of my whole career piecing things together and learning stuff from people um doing the re- a lot of research myself and figuring things out um so I the amount of years is kind of fuzzy. I, I would say like 15 maybe mm-hmm. uh, of just experiences because everything kind of just melded together into one thing. And a lot of my interest if if you count in the comic books, I've always been interested in comic books since I was little. That's even, that's over 25 years right. of experiences of reading comic books and knowing how they look and the flow of things and how things should be worded. and. Um, how, how I wanted specifically the character to look. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's a lifetime that kind of ended up getting put into, to the comic book. Yeah. Breakaway.
0: So it just didn't even, you know, start, it definitely didn't start overnight. No, no, no,
2: no, no. I didn't just like, oh, wake up. Oh, it's beautiful outside. I'm going to make a comic book today. Yeah. That didn't happen, man. Um, the, the book itself took almost a year to complete, um, And I'm always forever thankful uh, to my guy, Zach, who's the artist of the book. Um, Without him, it would have took longer, guaranteed, Um, Zach Hanna. So, you know, when you come up with ideas, it does feel like it's out of the blue. But it's from inside you somewhere, and you just have to dig deep a little bit to figure out what the what the root of
1: it is, so you can
2: understand like, oh, this is why I want to do this.
0: You're not making it feel like you just got to do it just because. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, you've had years of writing scripts, learning how to write scripts, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So that's huge. Yeah. You know, that's yes. so uh, screenplay and all that.
0: Where can everybody find you at?
2: Yeah. Um, www.breakawaycomics.com. Uh, get your copy of Princess Zaya. Uh, we are working on more uh, comics for you all to have to be able to tell the story and do different things. I'm not going to spoil that. But um, more ideas coming. Uh, you can check out Breakaway Comics. Just search it in the search bar, um, and our logo will be on any and everything Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm just Ricky Pleasant on Instagram and Facebook if you want to holler at me and link up. I don't post a lot. But when I do, it's about breakaway. So you'll get to see some uh, behind the scenes or some different types of uh, images uh, that help with the process of breakaway. So uh, just come check me out. Holler at me, man. Heck yeah, it's awesome. Pleasant, man.
0: Thank you for it's hopping awesome. on with us. Thank man. you, thank, thank you, sir. thank you
2: for having me. I'm really excited for y'all, man. Keep pushing. Uh, pun intended. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what you all do next and who you all have come and be a part of your uh, podcast and your just in your circle, man. Thank really you. excited. Thank you. Well, we
0: appreciate Thank you, you guys. Uh, don't forget to head over to Tiana's Cheesecake Wonders. Uh, she actually just catered for, what, three cakes, cheesecakes for a wedding. Nice. Um, she had some uh, birthday stuff going on. So if you got any catering needs, uh, make sure you head over to Tiana's uh, Tiana'sCheesecakeWonders.com. Um, and then don't forget about live life studios biz. Uh, we would love to work with you whether it's commercial, uh, you know, it's corporate. Uh, we got you. Um, make sure you head over to live life studios biz again. Um, and we appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.
1: As always push.